0: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos on 93 WIBC. So let's rock. It. Hey, Hammer. I think the more candidates we have running for open seats here in the next couple of years in Indiana, the better. I think the more choice, the more debate that we have, especially amongst the GOP primaries. I, I think the. I mean, it's it's a good thing. Whether it be the governor's race or the Senate or the House or local mayor's race here coming up in Marion County, even in Zionsville, places like that, where you're going to have, it's it's going to get crazy in the next couple of years. I'm all about it. It's going to be fun.
1: It's going to be a fun two years here on 93 WIBC, yeah. my friend. It is. And the governor's race. Let's start with that. All right. Because uh, it's really starting to heat up here. You've got Mike Braun a uh, U.S. senator, uh, been in studio with us many times, formally announcing today at Prime 47 that he is running for governor. Now, he filed the paperwork back in November. Very so this wasn't a big surprise. Very
0: disappointed he didn't make the official announcement on the Hammer and Nigel show. Right. Because he was in here uh, a couple of months ago on our show, and I told him specifically, I looked at him and I said, Senator, you make that announcement on this show, okay? And he looked at me, he's like, Okay, Mike Braun. Okay, (laughs) he didn't take me up on it. No, he went to
1: prime 47 instead. I
0: would have gone to prime 47 myself.
1: We can offer you a Bush light or you can go to prime 47. The choice is yours, Senator. The last time the Senator came here and hung out with us, he brought us beer. He did. He brought us a little Mm. uh, libations. So he is going to be leaving his Senate seat to run for governor. Also, Republican Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch has announced she's also running. As a matter of fact, here in about uh, 10 minutes or so, she's going to be in studio with us. Okay, cool. We're going to have some questions. Hopefully, she'll have some answers. We'll talk about why she's running. So there are two names. The Democrats haven't really made a lot of noise yet. But the one name that keeps getting talked about more than others is Jennifer McCormick. Uh, Democrat, she, yeah, I think, is kind of laying the groundwork to run right now. She's doing that thing where she's checking to see if there's enough interest, if there's en- enough money, kind of laying the groundwork. But that's a name to keep an I eye mean, on.
0: Money is an interesting thing. I was reading in the Indy Star about how uh, Lieutenant Governor's got two and a half, maybe three million. She estimates more by the year end of the year. I, I mean, you guys got, got guys like Braun, independently wealthy, or at least you know he built his own wealth. 35 to 90 million dollars <laughs> he's gonna be able to run it at a highly uh, effective campaign i'd like to know how um they plan to uh, counter that how they, the lieutenant governor plans to counter that
1: that's a big number yeah that's a big big number now if mike braun is going to run for governor that means there's an open senate seat yep. and we've got a statement from House Rep Jim Banks from Indiana. You may have heard Harrison talking about this at the top of the hour here. Uh, Jim Banks has released a statement, quote, Senator Braun has been a reliable and strong conservative in the Senate, and I'm grateful for all that he has done for our state over the past four years. I'm confident that he will continue to champion Hoosier values in the next stage of his public service career. Indiana deserves a proven conservative, To continue Senator Braun's work in the Senate, I am strongly considering running for the open Senate seat in Indiana in 2024, and I will spend the upcoming holidays praying and talking with my wife, family, and closest friends about how I can best serve Indiana. Isn't
0: it interesting? I mean, we've got basically two years. Before an election takes place, you already got guys left and right. And when I say guys, I mean, individuals, men and women putting their names in the hat for uh, certain various uh, roles within the, uh, you know, the Senate, the house and, and governor. it's It's happening awfully early,
1: and Victoria Sparts, she Sparts, said that yeah. she's going to be deciding sometime between January and February. Uh, maybe early February, about whether or not she wants to give up the House seat and make a run for the Senate. And let's just, for argument's sake, say that she decides to do that. Now you've got a couple open House seats yep. here in the state of Indiana. So the dominoes are falling. We got an interesting mayor's race shaping up here in Indianapolis. Places like Zionsville are going to have interesting mayor's races. It's going to be a fun two years. So please, stay with us here at 93 WIBC. We'll have this little journey together. Uh, Why don't we play a special Monday edition of Is It Racist? joy! It's time to play Is It Racist? Racist? Now, for those who may be new to the Hammer and Nigel show, perhaps you're listening for the very first time. We don't want you to be left out. So here to explain how we play is AOC. Is it racist? (laughs) Is something racist? Yes or no? Pretty straightforward. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Dateline Pennsylvania, a Willow Grove, Pennsylvania school board member, said she would not vote for the only cis white male on the board to serve as school board president despite the fact she thinks he would make an excellent president take a listen to this we've got some audio here only two names are being considered for the top leadership position in this school board only two people are involved but one of the school board members says yeah this guy's qualified he'd make a great president but he's white I believe that <laughs> Mr. DeLeo would make an excellent president. However, I feel that electing the only cis white male on this board president of this district sends the wrong message to our community, a message that is contrary to what we as a board have been trying to accomplish. I think that it's important that we practice what we preach and that our words have strength when they speak
0: are spoken. I mean I I think I could say that's racist. Yeah, look you're qualified for the gig, but you're the wrong color. That's uh, the basic you're, definition of you're what a, we're you're, going against here, right? You're a straight white man. Uh yeah, I know you do a good job. You got all the qualifications, you got the resume, but you are straight and you are oh my god, you're white. You're a tasty white dude. And uh, you're Kenny, Kenny am, Chesney. You might as well be uh, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> I am not voting for you, you cis white male who has all the qualifications.
1: I'm pretty sure that's racist. Like, there might as well just be a sign that says no whiteies. Like, if you're going to apply for this position of the leadership of the Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, Moreland School District, I mean, come on.
0: Cisgender, by the way, in case you don't know what cis male is, it's used by feminists and LGBTQ bloggers to refer to a heterosexual white man. That's Straight what, white man. Is. Straight white guy. You're okay. cis male. <laughs>
1: You're qualified. You're just incredibly smart, but boy, are you white? You make Peyton Manning <laughs> look black. You're so white. We can't have any of that whiteness around here. Can you imagine one of us coming in the air and saying, "Yeah,
0: this person is is uh, great and is qualified, but he, you know, he's uh, not the right color." He, you know, could you, somebody like you and I, or somebody in in government, that says something like that? Other than, you know, the heterosexual white man, pretty easy target. If you said it about any other ethnicity, you'd be canceled immediately.
1: Um, We got some big concerts announced, Nige. Uh, Concert season, they're trying to line up all the acts right now. This is the time of year where they start lining up the schedule for Deer Creek up there in Noblesville. And yes, I still call it Deer Creek. Oh, how dare you. In addition to the usual suspects, right? The folks that come every year. Tell me if any of these new shows do anything for you. Janet Jackson, Leonard Skinner, or ZZ Top. Are they all performing on the same night? No. Is it like a festival?
0: No, that's not the same show. They're all individual shows. I would be down for a Skinner ZZ Top show. Bring Janet sure. Jackson out
1: there, too. Let's go. Yeah, fine. Like, be great I, I, I'm, not, I'm
0: not spending money to go see Janet Jackson. I would love to see ZZ Top. I regret not being able to see them before. I've never seen him before. I uh, wanted, you know, Dusty Hill passed away, and uh, he's a bass player. So uh, I think they got their, their guitar tech that replaced him. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see ZZ Top live. And Skinner, for that matter. Skinner!
1: I mean, if you're looking at these three acts, I mean, at least with Janet Jackson, you're getting the original act. I mean, Leonard Skinner lost some guys oh, in a sure. plane crash. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. ZZ Top, one of them passed away. At least with Miss Jackson, you're getting all of the hits performed by the original artist here. Tons of hits.